a good morning and greetings in Jesus' name to everyone here. It's good to be in the house of God. It's uh, Lord's Day. I'd invite you to turn with me to Psalm 48 for an opening meditation here. Before I read, I would like to just extend a welcome to all the visitors. God bless you for coming. Also, uh, welcome back to the New Swinger family. They've been gone. A difficult week. Uh, it's good for us to reflect on God here. In Psalm 48, I'd like to read this psalm. As great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. Beautiful for situation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion. On the sides of the north, the city of the great king. God is known in her palaces for a refuge. Below the kings were assembled, they passed by together. They saw it, and so they marveled. They were troubled and hasted away. Fear took hold upon them there, and pain as of a woman in travail. Thou breakest the ships of Tarshish with an east wind. As we have heard, so have we seen in the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God. God will establish it forever. Selah. We have thought of thy loving kindness, O God, in the midst of thy temple. According to thy name, O God, so is thy praise unto the ends of the earth. Thy right hand is full of righteousness. Let Mount Zion rejoice. Let the daughters of Judah be glad because of thy judgments. Walk about Zion and go round about her. Tell the towers thereof. Mark ye well her bulwarks, consider her palaces, that he may tell it to the generation following. For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised in the city of our God. You know, as I think about the, um, the ordination, which we're considering here this morning and taking names, um, it just, uh, of course, it's something we've been thinking about for weeks, months, and as I ponder this time, I realize that it's a... Uh, I'm not sure what the right word is, but it's a time of, uh, that marks a significant event in the history of Zion Christian Fellowship. You know, there are those events and times by which we mark our history. 
And I believe this is one of those times that can have a major impact on the fellowship in years to come. So that puts a bit of weight of solemnity and, and earnestness, which I believe we have been endeavoring to seek God's will, fasted and prayed. And, and yet I find uh, my thoughts uh, kind of going back and forth, and, and sometimes I'm, what would I say, maybe borderline apprehensive, and I recognize that's, that's some of our emotions, and I, I suppose there are many of you maybe in similar frame of mind, You're just not sure. Yet I do believe the Lord is giving us direction. I believe he will. And um, on the one hand, I don't want to be overwhelmed with the magnitude of it and think that, well, there's nothing um, that uh, we shouldn't be, or we just, well, whatever God wants, yes, that is true, but the scripture says that God has put this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So I think on the one hand, there's the practical aspect of considering, you know, individuals and, and praying and pondering who the Lord would have to serve as, as a servant to the church. And so there is that practical side of it, but the other side of it, too, is that we are expecting God to make it plain, and that truly God puts the servants uh, as he chooses in the fellowship. God gives gifts to the church. Well, as I was thinking about that and pondering I considered the bigger picture, and that's kind of what uh, drew my attention to this psalm. In the, in the immediate circumstance that we find ourselves of selecting an elder, I believe God's eye and care is upon us. I think God is interested. I think God is here. Maybe in some sense even in a greater measure than on what we might think of as an ordinary Sunday because of the, uh, the magnitude of selecting an elder. But God is looking at the whole and not just an individual. You know, we've been praying and we think of individuals, we you know, we pray and consider and ponder, we've studied the qualifications. And all of that is right and good. It's it's part of it being entrusted, if you will, to these earthen vessels that we consider and seek out men who you know have the spirit of God and the spirit of wisdom. 
But then I think of, from God's perspective, he's not just interested in developing the character and gifts in one man. He has in mind the entire church. Uh, and he's looking out a blessing for the church. And so my mind went to this psalm, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. Now the city of our God is often referred to as Zion. And truly, if we would consider the name of our fellowship, Zion Christian Fellowship, it's not that it's necessarily greater than other fellowships around the earth, but God has chosen the church as his habitation. He is fitting us, bringing us together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. And so this selecting of an elder and ordaining one is part of that process of God looking out to fit this body as a habitation of God. So it's not only an individual that God is selecting. It's that God is looking for the welfare of the church. And he desires that we all come in the unity of the faith. And so that's what God is looking for. So in the city of our God, which we can think of as this fellowship, we desire to live up to the name that we have selected, that truly God can be seen here. In the mountain of his holiness, and the word mountain there is is used as a figure of God's kingdom, the domain where God reigns, the mountain of his holiness, beautiful for situation. That phrase speaks of a, a, an elevated position. It's in a good place. It's like a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. The joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion. Now, I believe this may very specifically be talking about a future time when the city of God comes down upon the earth and Mount Zion where God dwells, is known throughout the whole earth. But for an application for us today is that we today are a picture or a representation of that. Uh, that we are to be a habitation of God through the Spirit. So it's not just some future prophecy here, but, but something that God wants to work in us as his people. 
the city of the great king. God is known in her palaces for a refuge. Is God our refuge? And is he known uh, as we are set like that city on a hill? Can our testimony be that God is the refuge of these people? And maybe that would be a good place to go for uh, God's refuge. For lo, the kings were assembled. They passed by together. They saw it, and so they marveled. They were troubled and hasted away. Fear took hold upon them there, and pain as the woman in travail. Thou breakest the ships of Tarshish with an east wind, as we have heard, so have we seen. In the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God, God will establish it forever. Now, I had to think of the story of the Queen of Sheba in the days of Solomon. And in Solomon's days, the empire, or the kingdom of God as it was on the earth at that time, Solomon had built the temple and the splendor of it uh, and the splendor of his, his uh, throne, his houses, his servants, his, his, uh, his whole kingdom was just amazing. And the fame of it spread to distant lands. And the Queen of Sheba heard it. From far away she heard of it. And so she came to see whether it was so. And when she came and considered it all, she said that the half had not been told. So how is it? You know, today God wants to establish in the earth his his habitation. And as the few verses I read here about the kings that came, they, they saw it and so they marveled. They were troubled and hasted away. It, it's a sense of awe and amazement and, and in that sense trembling even at the magnitude of this king and this God. God will establish it forever. Now, we're not necessarily seeking to make a name for ourselves. I don't think that's in our minds, and perhaps not everyone that hears of us or even visits us is necessarily going to tremble and be amazed and in awe. But some should be, and some will. Um, And it's not that we are promoting ourselves. Paul said it very clearly. He said, for we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. And us, your servants, for his sake. And that's how we should live in this life. We are his servants, 
and God is seeking to establish his kingdom forever. Verse 8, there God will establish it forever. Selah. Or think of that. God wants it to be established. Verse 9, we have thought of thy loving kindness, O God, in the midst of thy temple. So as we are gathered, in the sense here, in the midst of God's temple, or we collectively are God's people, and we are here to worship, it's a good time to think of the loving kindness of God. To be reminded that he does love us, he cares for us, uh, and I believe his eye is upon us even this morning in a, in a unique way. That helps me when I, in my meditation, to put my heart at ease a bit and lay aside any tremblings or fears that I might have and just think about the loving kindness of God and that it's God's church and he's able to take care of it. He's concerned about it. Um, He's probably more concerned than any one of us And he is looking out for our good. And when he says that uh, we, um, if we ask anything according to God's will, he heareth us. And we know that if he hear us, then we will receive the petitions that we have made of him. That's, that's amazing. We've prayed, and I believe it's according to the will of God. He wants to set in order in a church that which is necessary for the health and well-being of the church. And we know that he will guide us. We can assure ourselves of that. Verse 10 here in our text, According to thy name, O God, so is thy praise unto the ends of the earth. Thy right hand is full of righteousness. Let Mount Zion rejoice. Let the daughters of Judah be glad because of thy judgments. That word judgments, uh, the way we use it today, that seems a bit of a A judicial term, we think of a uh, sentence or a courtroom. But in this usage here of judgments, it has to do with God's principles, God's directions, God's uh, uh, method of operation, if you will. It's, it's how things work. That is God's judgments. And we can be glad because of his judgments. It says, walk about Zion and go round about her, tell the towers thereof. 
Mark ye well her bulwarks, consider her palaces, that ye may tell it to the generation following. Now in a literal sense, when the glory of God's kingdom under Solomon was, was great, and, and the temple was magnificent, it was a marvelous work that God had allowed them to put together and, and for his name. And I, I believe I would have been very impressed if I had walked around that temple and looked at the towers and considered it, Marky well her bulwarks. What did that mean? Why did they do that? Overlaid with gold. Um, well, in a spiritual sense, there should be the glory of God showing forth in our lives and collectively as the body of Christ, we should be showing forth the glory of God. Not that we preach ourselves, but we preach Christ. And so all of this um, should, as it says in the first verse there, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. So when people come and see the marvelous works of God in our midst, it should be to praise the Lord. Praise God. God still does amazing things. Mark ye well her bulwarks. Consider her palaces that ye may tell it to the generation following. You know, in the New Testament, the exhortation is given repeatedly about being an example. Be an example to the believers. Um, be an example that others can follow. Um, Christ left us an example that we should follow in his steps. And that is one way to tell it to the generation to come. We set an example. And Beyond that, we also tell them and explain it. For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. So God is with us this morning. He will be our guide. And as we trust in him, he will show us the way. And so, I would just invite all of us to put aside the trembling in our heart and just uh, assure ourselves that God is with us. I believe God is working in hearts, has been, We'll continue to do that, and God's will 
can be made known to us. Let's just bow our heads in prayer. Father, we thank you for your love for us. Thank you that you have chosen to dwell with us, Lord, and and to fit us together as a habitation of God through the Spirit. And so I pray that today you would continue to do that work, Lord, perfecting us, bringing us together, uh, unifying our hearts. and, And we just trust, Lord, that you are doing what is good for us, that your care is upon us, and that we can trust in your care and in your love for us. So do guide us, I pray, and just uh, inspire our hearts, Lord, as we continue in the service this morning. Pray for the children's lesson. I also pray for Brother Clinton as he preaches for us. May you give him much unction. And, Lord, we trust that it will be profitable for our good to be exhorted again in the things of God. We just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.